is to talk about. And, you know, it's not just pastors and preachers who have something to say. That's true, isn't it? Um, so we're going to invite some people up tonight. And um, if you just get behind these guys, it's just going to be like we're having a conversation. And we've got, you know, 60, 70, 80 people listening in. So um, if uh, Jono, Hannah, and Christian had come to the stage, that would be great. And if you, uh, let's uh, give them a, a warm welcome. Come and grab a seat. Guys, if one of you would grab that mic, that would be great. So, um, you know, we've got this star-studded panel tonight who could literally be, uh, you know, preaching anywhere around the world. <laughs> so, um, Hannah, just tell us a, a bit about you, where you're from, how long you've been in church, how long you've been around. That'd be great. Hello. I'm Hannah. Uh, I'm from Hina, and I've been in church about 10 years now. I uh, became a Christian when I was 14 and haven't looked back since then. Uh, it was the best decision I've ever made. Um, yeah. And uh, Hannah is the uh, only lady that could deal with Kev, I believe. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can say that because I am Kev's best man, and they're going to be getting married uh, fairly soon, if you didn't know. So, um, do you want to tell us who you are? Because I, I guess most people in here wouldn't probably recognize. Uh, recognize. Hello, I'm, I'm Christian and I'm from Hina too. <laughs> Sounds like blind date, doesn't it? Hey? <laughs> and uh, young man on the end. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm Jono. I'm from Eastwood, which is a bit quite far. Is this near Hina as well? <laughs> yeah. um, and I've been a, a real, I'd say a real Christian for about two, three years and I had a uh, a radical but also gradual um, change from God. Yeah. Uh, you know, he changed my life over, yeah. Great. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to speak around a subject, and as you can see on the screen there, we're going to be speaking around fear. And we wanted to speak, I wanted to speak into a subject tonight that I believe will affect every single person in this room. Uh, whether you're wrecked, wrecked with fear at the moment or it's just a little thing that's in the back of your mind. I believe that fear constricts so many people in the world, whether it's fear to chase your dreams, whether it's fear um, of what may happen tomorrow or in the next week, whether it's a fear of um, people or a fear of what may happen to you in the, in the future. Fear, I believe, gets people into a corner, gets people not wanting to move forward and wanting to live a life maybe that's inside of themselves rather than the life that God called us to live, which is a big, open, expansive life. Um, we're gonna, I'm just going to read a, a verse really that will be our key verse tonight. And it's um, found in, it's found in uh, 2 Timothy. And it says this, 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 says this, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. You see, the Bible talks a lot about people becoming slaves to fear. And I believe if we're not careful, and I, I see it in my friends outside of church, my friends sometimes in church as well, I see that sometimes people become slaves to fear. And instead of the aspirations, instead of what God's saying over the life, leading what they do in life, maybe fear leads what they do. And instead of pressing forward and pressing on for the dreams in God, they actually shrink back. And go, up in, and go into a ball. So what we're going to do tonight, the reason we're going to talk, we're just going to talk from our stories. We're going to talk from our experiences. And these guys are going to be really open and transparent and including myself into 
some of the things that we've been fighting with in our lives, the reality is that some of us might still be walking through some of those things. Um, and that's just real life, isn't it? And that's what we want this to be tonight. We want it to be a conversation, real life, and real people's stories. So, Jono, do you want to just open us up on uh, talking through some of, I guess, your walk with fear, your battle, I guess, with fear? I was speaking to Nathan in the car back from London earlier and about the, the actual Timothy, the, the voice, the verse that you've given us already. And it's obvious when you read around it that he was a man that was so full of faith, but also mm. so full of fear at the same time. And I kind of find that in myself quite a lot yeah. um, and, and other people around us. And, you know, in the, if I look in the long term, my faith is telling me that I want to see people changed like I was radically yeah. radically changed and people you know I want to be able to pray for people I want to be able to speak out I want to be able to encourage them and I want to be able to see healing as well yeah but when it, I then take it to the short term fear sometimes kicks in so yeah. you, you kind of you know you you don't realize that you, you need to take these gradual steps every day to become more and more like Jesus but also at the same time more and more to that, to the put, you know, the desire that you want to be in the future through faith. Um, so yeah, that's probably something that I'm battling with. People see you, and I think they say similar things to me in terms of, you know, maybe because you're a bit more of an extrovert, a bit more out there, a bit more gobby, we may say. Really? <laughs> Is that allowed? Is that allowed? I think that's We're allowed. Phil, Phil's laughing. We <laughs> We're going to get him later, boys. <laughs> Andy, duff him later, all right. <laughs> you know, the reality is that some people think that maybe because you might be okay on a stage or okay in front of people that you don't feel fear. Now, a big misconception is that people who seem fearless, it doesn't mean that they're not experiencing fear. It just means that they've felt fear and gone for it anyway. And just talk to us a little bit about that and some of the fears that sometimes that you, you come in contact with. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, absolutely, Josh. Um, I mean, I'm just reflecting a little bit more on what Jonathan said there. Um, I, I think for me, um, th the whole thought of fear is on a number of le different levels because, uh, first of all, I'm a bloke. Yeah. Okay. Uh, secondly, I'm a dad. Yeah. I'm a husband. Yeah. And I'm also a church leader. So in all of those areas, in all of those categories, there are things that I have to press through in. So, you know, blokes, we don't like, we, we, we're, meant to be, we're meant to be strong, yeah? So blokes are strong, and we're always strong, and fear is, is, is seen as weakness. And so what we do, we use, as, we use masks to disguise it, uh, and, and I've actually realized that's a lot of rubbish, actually. Because every bloke, if we're a real bloke, will have fears. And, and, and they're all different for different people, but the fears. I'm not talking about the fear of a spider, mm. something daft. Or I mean, I don't like snakes. If that's your bag, then God bless you. But I can't stand them, all right? So don't start bringing your little snakes around <laughs> around me. Or leaving, them, or leaving them, you know, some fake ones, all right? Because I don't want it. I'm not talking about those kinds. I'm talking about deep things in our hearts where we fear. So, you know, when I, when, I, when, I, when I think of, you know, now as husband and, and dad, you know, part of the challenge that Caroline and I are in, particularly with Annie and Eleanor and the here is they're getting older, so you've got to release them. Mm. We want them to make the right choices. There can be an element of fear. 
those who have been in, who have had children and you're, you're beyond that, how they're going to cope, what they're going to do, there can be a, an element of fear. And you've got, to, you've got to press through that. You've not got to allow, what I've realized is I've not got to allow fear to dominate my life. Mm. You know, because that Bible verse is, for God did not give you yes. a spirit of fear. So I only want the things that are from God. Mm. And clearly that's not from God, yeah? That's not, not from God, because it says, for God did not give you yes. a spirit of fear. So... You know, there are certain things in my life as a bloke and as, as a dad and, 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 and as a husband and, and certainly, uh, you know, as a, as a church leader. Just one thing, you know, we, we sat in this, this building and we thank God for it. But, yeah. you know, and, and I was pumped up when we bought it for those who were around and, you know, you're on the journey. I, on, on the outside, I was full of faith. And when we won it at auction, I was full of faith. I was with Phil and Steve Holmes and we told the guys that we'd got it. It was brilliant. But I also want you to know there was then afterwards I was thinking, flipping it, what have we just done? What have we just done? Is th- th- this potentially could be suicide for us? This could seriously screw the church up because we've now taken on a mortgage, we've now taken on a liability, and and I had to work through that. I had to work through all of that and 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 and, and make sure that it didn't get a hold of me. And, and I, I don't want to jump the gun, but there are some things that I actually did that I think yeah. took us through that. So fear, fear, is, fear is a massive part, but you're right, Josh. You have to, I always remember Eric saying, I think he coined it from somebody, somebody else, you have to fear, feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what you have to do. You've got to feel the fear, but still press through anyway and, and, and do it. Yeah. Are we, are we perfect? No, but uh, we're living lives for Jesus. And we're going to get a different flavour. And I mean, Hannah, apart from being scared of getting married to Kev, um, <laughs> I, I can't pick on him because he's my mate. Um, talk to us about some of the stuff that you've been, you're dealing with. Okay, well, um, when Josh asked me to speak, I started laughing because this is actually my fear. Yeah. Of public speaking is not... Is just my probably one of my worst fears. Yeah. So um, Hannah and, and um, Jono both text me saying, "Yeah, I'm probably not the right person because I'm really scared." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that probably makes you the right person." Yeah. Um, so just, I guess I'm trying to overcome my fear and do it and just go for it and get there slowly. Um, but that verse, when it says, um, "I did not give you a spirit of fear, but of love, power," and there's a translation that says a sound mind or self-discipline. And I find that, especially, I mean, from my personal experience, the devil uses to, a lot to get in my mind. Yeah. And I think it's it's difficult because your mind is such a powerful thing. Um, and it says in John 8 that he is the father of lies. And he will tell you lie upon lie that you're not good enough, that you cannot do, you don't have what it takes, that you're never going to succeed. And if you begin to listen to those lies it, it pushes you down yeah. and the, the thing that gets you back up is is reading god's word yeah. and declaring the positive things over right. you and That's not forgetting who god has called you yeah. to be and what he's said about you yeah. is really important so he's told you that you are worthy that you're a child of god that he loves you that his grace and mercy calls you that his strength is enough and they're the sort of things that you need to remember when you feel so fearful yeah. that you've that you've been pushed down. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we were speaking um, last night, weren't we? We've uh, been together the weekend, not just me and Hannah, but a, a few of us have been, uh, <laughs> been away this weekend. And um, we, were, we were talking, 
you know, about how irrational fear can be. How, I think we all know when you're faced with that thing, whether it be heights, whether it be, uh, you know, snakes, whether it be speaking, we get so irrational, yeah. don't we? Yeah. Are we? Do we get irrational? You know, is it, is it just me? I don't know. Maybe I'm dysfunctional. Um, <laughs> we, we get so irrational and I think that thing of a sound mind is it's so powerful. Mm. You know, the, in the storm, in, in that... Um, in that job situation, in that health scare, in the storm, you can have a sound mind in Jesus. Now, we're not going to just talk about how, uh, how bad fear can be. We're going to talk about how we can overcome it. But just this is a good reprieve, I guess. Um, we we want to get you guys to text in again. And um, if you've got some, uh, some questions for us, um, there's going to be a number come on the screen, and that's going to come through to us. So if you'll help us by, if you want to ask some questions about fear... Um, it can be anonymous. Don't put your name on there if you want it to be anonymous. Um, ask us some questions and I'll direct those um, throughout the group here. But we'd love to speak into your situation as well. So, Jono. Yes. And about how it's affected your life because I guess, um, you know, in the past you went from being maybe really confident to a place where you got into a habit, I guess, of fear. So talk to us how you're climbing out of that and how you, you're conquering fear. In my personal situation, what I've just spoke about, about reaching, reaching my, my world and my friends and family, yeah. it's the, the two things probably that, that keep me going and keep me driven. There's, there's one that, that's probably more of a human side of looking at it. And um, I think we can all say that our desires drive our decisions in mm. everyday, li- everyday life. So... For me, if, I, if I'm facing something that I, I just feel like it's too much, I'll, I'll think about what can happen in the future from that decision. So, for example, I'm thinking today I, I've got an opportunity to speak to somebody mm. about God or I've got some, um, an opportunity to, to pray over somebody. In the short term, I'm thinking everything in me is screaming to, to not do it. Mm. But if I, if I look into the long term and, and realise that, that can have an impact on somebody's life, yeah, that can absolutely. bring yeah. hope and life into, yeah. their, into yeah. their situation. And that kind of guides me, yeah. personally. Mm-hmm. But secondly would be, um, I was thinking on the way back again about what to say, and there's, um, there's a verse in the, the Bible that, I think it's in 2 Corinthians, and it's, it's Jesus speaking to Paul, and it says that, that my power is made perfect in your weakness. Mm. And... When I, feel most we- when I feel my weakest, it's usually when I'm most fearful. So to me, that's saying my power is made perfect in your weakness, in your fear, in your fears. So, you know, I want to I be able to be in a situation more and more where I know that unless God pulls me through that, through his power, not my power or my strength, unless God pulls me through that, then, you know, that nothing can happen. Yeah. And we can kind of walk in that confidence, I suppose, that... Yeah. When we're at our weakest, God is, is strongest. It says, it goes on to saying that, that when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Yeah. And that don't really make sense. But when you really think about it, that, yeah. like I say, when we're at our weakest, God is at his strongest. And when God's power is working within us, you know, we can have a, a massive impact. Yeah. So. It's, um, you know, especially first point, I guess both points, it's, it's interesting because what fear does, it gets us looking at us. And... I, I guess when you think about fear, actually, and you think about it and you analyse it, fear is actually 
selfishness or it derives from selfishness because even though we're not being selfish, we're thinking about ourselves. And what we're thinking about is, I've not, I've not got the talent to speak on stage. I've got nothing to say. People don't want to hear me. And these, and these cycles go through our minds. And it, in your situation, it might be, I'm not going to get through this. I, I, I can't do this. I can't talk to people about Jesus. I can't do this. I can't do that. And when we start to focus on ourselves, I, I see it throughout the Bible and I, in my own experiences. When we start to focus on me, when I start to focus on me, that's when I start to get into a mess. It's when I start to get into trouble. But what God wants to do and what that verse is alluding to, again, is that God wants us actually, instead of looking at ourselves and looking at our insufficiencies, he wants to start looking at him and his sufficiency. And I want you to know tonight, in your situation, that situation where you say, I'm weak, I'm struggling, I can't do it anymore. Stop looking at what you can't do and start looking at what God can do. Because, you know, when you start making that confession, when you start getting in the Bible and realizing that actually God is going to walk with you everywhere you go, that God, God is with you, then you start to realize that every place I step my foot, he is with me. You know, for me, when I started speaking, um, speaking in church and different things, and especially when I started speaking in, in main services, for me it was, I, I had to make a confession that, you know what, God, you've given me this opportunity. You know what, God, you've placed me here. Even though Christian might ask or Phil might ask or whoever it might be will ask, you know what, God gives you opportunities. Only God opens doors. Only God can close doors. Your boss isn't in charge of your life. Your your, uh, father, whoever it may be, is not in charge of your life. You know what, God will open doors. God will close doors in your life. And when you realize that, when you realize that that workplace, when you realize that stage, when you realize that person you need to speak to, when you realize that God has placed them there for such a time as this, for you to speak to them, then you can take confidence that he's going to give you the words and you can go from his sufficiency rather than your insufficiency. Um, Hannah, talk to us about how you've worked and are working to overcome some of this stuff. Um, I think it's like you said, stop focusing on yourself mm. and start focusing on God. Yeah. Um, and I think fear can take you to that place where you're so overwhelmed um, and you're so, you're so scared mm. that nothing's getting in. Yeah. But as soon as, as, for me, as soon as I took my eyes off myself and how I feel, and if I'm scared to go into a situation like go for a job interview or um, anything in your life, I think as soon as, like you said, you just take your eyes off yourself and focus on what God can do. And even if it goes wrong, even if it goes bad, even if your worst fear comes true, and I'm sure there's a lot of people in the room in this room that have had their worst fear come true, um, but you're still here. And that says a lot yeah. to me. It means that God's got you here, and yeah. he's got you in this room for now for a purpose. Yeah. And he's, not, he's never going to leave you. Yes. And he's, you're never on your own. Because fear... It, tries to isolate you and make you feel that you're the only person that's ever felt like this. You are stupid for feeling like this, yeah. but you're not. God's never thought you were stupid. Yeah. God has created you for a purpose and he, he loves you and he's, he's got something great for your life. And it's hard to feel like that all the time when you feel down or you feel like you're not going to be able to do it. But God has really got something for you. And as soon as you fix your eyes on him and um, start to focus on the things that he's given you and the yeah. talents and the gifts that he's given you then 
and focus on those things and try and build those things up and not compare yourself to other people. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's something that I'm definitely going to try and do more of. Yeah, and I, I think these guys, you know, especially you know Jono and Hannah tonight for coming here and saying openly that you know this is their fear and you're just battering it, you're just doing so great. And this is, you know, this is uh, for me this is even better than what anyone could say tonight because. This is their, guy, their fear, and they're just stepping straight into it, and they're stepping straight, and they're not going to let co- uh, fear conquer them. They're going to st- step straight through. And, you know, why not try that this week in your life? You know, what, what's that fear? Yeah. Who's that person? Who's that person you're scared of? What's that situation that's holding you back? What's that thought that's stopping you? Mm. Can you this week, can you start to step out and step into it? Can you start to face that fear? Mm. And, you know, there's people around this building tonight, the person you came with or one of the guys on stage here or one of the pastors around the place, come and speak to us. We'd love to speak to you and try and help you through that. Um, Mate, talk to us about... Look, one of my, I guess, most go-to passages in the Bible, I tried not to say favourite, I think people saw that, Um, (laughs) is um, right at the start of Joshua, when Joshua is told by the people, by God, do not be afraid. And I think as a leader sometimes, um, that can be one of the most scary places. Yeah. And you don't want to seem like you're afraid. Sure. Um, talk to us about some of your journey in that. Because I, I think there's some people in here tonight who, like you said, are trying to hold it together. Mm. Trying to look like they're not scared. Mm. But really on the inside, wow. Mm. Like, there's some fears there. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the passage that you've, you've just mentioned, directed us to in, in Joshua, is an interesting one. Because, of course, what, what would it be like to take over from, you know, one of the greatest leaders that they'd ever known in Moses? I mean, it's just amazing. So, you know, that was the instruction, really. He's got to lead these people now into the promised land. Mm. Um, and there are times when God calls, well, he always calls those things, because the Bible says so, those things that are insignificant those things that are small, those seems that, things that seem minor. He calls those kind of people. So if you feel small and insignificant and, you know, like you're nothing, then you're a prime candidate for God to call you and mm. for God to use you. Yeah. Because that's what he always does through the Bible. And so in, in, in the way I look at it in terms of leadership, yeah, there are, there are challenges that come, Josh, to our lives. And we've got to learn to just... Um, some of the things that wisdom that Hannah and Jonathan have both shared with us, uh, it just comes through. You've got to apply God's word to your life. Interestingly, he says to Joshua in Joshua chapter one, but meditate on the law day yeah. and night. What was the law? The Bible. Meditate on it. Let it regurgitate yeah. on it. Let this word live in you. And I think they're, they're some of the things, keys that have really helped me in my life and in my leadership when I felt really, really fearful, uh, both as a bloke, uh, husband, dad church leader, uh, it always goes back to God's word. Yeah. You know, God's word just living in our hearts, getting hold of it for ourselves, confessing God's word, the power of confessing God's yeah. word. One of the, one of the, the, the I was just th- reflecting on this and thinking there have been many times when I've been really, really frightened yeah. uh, as a bloke. Uh, one of the things, if I can just say, it has nothing to do with actually church leadership, but, you know, the reality is every one of us will have felt fearful at some time. Every single one of us. And actually, fear, worry, and stress are bedfellows. They're all connected. So fear, worry, stress, they're all, they're all there. And one of, the, one of the things when I felt all those things, fear, worry, and stress, was Caroline and I, some of you would know this, Caroline and I had been trying for a baby uh, for a couple of years. 
and it got to the point where, you know, there was tests that were needed and we ran the test. And then, uh, wonderfully, we found out that Caroline was pregnant, which was just such a joy. Um, but about four weeks into the pregnancy, she started to develop really bad pains in, in her stomach area. So we went to the doctor's. And the doctor said, look, I'm really concerned. We need to refer you to the Milton Keynes Hospital. We think um, you, you, you've possibly got an eptopic pregnancy, uh, which basically means that we're going to have to uh, go and do an operation keyhole, but we're going to need to just uh, check it out. We went to see the consultant. He said it was all a matter of a day. Yeah, we need, to, we need to get you in. We need to check this out. Um, the reality is, if it is, the fallopian tube, not to get too technical, ladies have two fallopian tubes. Uh, that's where, obviously, the, the, it all happens. Uh, and, and if that is twisted, we'll probably more likely cut it away. Um, and if, it is, if, if, if the egg is in there, you'll lose the baby. This is our Annie. She's going, she's going like this at the minute, but this is our Annie. Uh, I, I just need you to know, me and Caroline were desperate for a baby. Um, and Caroline was then straight gowned and into surgery. And I was in the halls and I felt fear, worry and stress. I just prayed all the, all the time I was there because I was powerless. I was utterly, utterly powerless. And yet it was the very place that I saw God come through. It was remarkable. At the, at the place of weakness. God came through. If you feel like you're at that place now, and there will be people in this room, Josh, they feel utterly powerless. This is the time when God will show his power. He will show his power. And all I did while I was waiting was just called out to God, just prayed, Lord, help us not to lose this baby. Cause Caroline to to be well. And I just commit these things. I just kept send it to the Lord well the rest is history she's here she's 17 soon to, soon to be 18 we didn't lose her at all they didn't have to cut the 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 uh, you know the fallopian tube they untangled it which they said is very unusual I mean I'm not a medic but it's very unusual and what I just want to you know say in that place of fear what I what I learned to do was just trust God just very quickly there's a bible verse that comes to mind in John chapter 14 Jesus says do not let your heart be troubled so again there's the choice Jesus said do not let your heart be tr- troubled that means there's a choice to be made you can either let it be troubled or not be troubled and then he says trusting God trust also in me and there's the key trusting God trust also in me so when we feel fear What we've got to do, we've got to turn that fear into faith. And we're going to say, I am going to trust God in the midst of what's happening. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to believe God's word. I'm not going to believe the lies of the enemy. I'm going to believe what God says over my life through the word. And those things happening as a bloke, as a husband, as a dad, and as a church leader. I think tying all this together, in terms of what you said at the start, in terms of... um, you know, my power being made, um, made perfect in your weakness or holding your weakness. Um, I've always found in my life, and I don't know if this is true of you three, but when I'm at my weakest, it almost seems like I need God more. Yeah. And I, I run to God more. And Sometimes I, I think we, we live lives that are so comfortable and so easy. And if we're being honest, maybe we could get by without the power of God. God wants to, I think God sometimes wants to put us in a place. Now, I'm not saying that God brings bad things on us. No way. But God wants us to have lives that actually 
we can't just live on our own. We need his power to come through, and we have to trust him to meet our need. I think that sometimes in this Western society holds us back. I think it stops us. I think sometimes we see things and hear things about faith in Africa and places like that. It's because they have to trust in God because if not, they're probably going to die. If not, you know, they might not have food on the table tomorrow. Now, our challenge in the Western world is how do I put myself in a place where I constantly have to be reliant on God to come through? And I think we do that with our lives and keep stepping out and keep pressing forward. And that's what Christian's talking about here. I mean, the, the times when I've really grown in God have been the times when I've been in trial. Yeah, most yeah. I think it's um, maybe Timothy when he says, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kind. Is that right, Phil? Yeah. Um, and that seems like a weird thing to say. <coughs> but you know what? In your trial, in the midst of your storm, don't run away from God. Run to him. And he will prove his faithfulness in this time. Let's talk about going from fear to faith. Because Christians said about that just now. How are you pressing into faith right now in your life? How are you pressing from, going from fear to faith? How is that outworking itself in your life? Um, well, I, similar to what you said already is that I know that I can't, we can't grow in faith in our comfort zone. Mm. No matter what people think, we can't. You know, we've got to step out in order to grow. And Yeah. In no way at all am am I getting this, nailing this on the head, really. I I, I haven't got a clue, in a sense, how to beat it or whatever, but. Someone else answer first, and I'll think about it if that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hannah, do you want to talk to us about, you know, tell us some of the keys about how you are conquering fear at the moment? How are you going from a place of fear to faith? Um, I think a lot of it, like you've said, really, is just putting yourself in a position where you're going to be scared, but you have to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess I get a few situations like that at work, and you probably do as well, where there might be something a little bit daunting or that you've got the option as well to pass it on to somebody else. Yeah. Um, and I think if you choose to do it, you are going to grow more mm-hmm. and your faith grows more. And yeah. you just realise that... I find the more flawed that I find I am, the more great I see God is. Mm. Um, and doing things like that, putting yourselves in situations where um, you might be scared or just starting off small with things, yeah. and then you'll realize how faithful God is and yeah. how he'll come through for you. Um, yeah, I'd say do that. Just try and do something small that might scare you. Um, and mm. ask, ask for God's help, and I'm yeah. sure... I'm sure I'll be with you through it. Yeah. Look, the, the, thing we, the thing we do here, we can, we can look at fear. We can talk about fear. We can talk about, you know, I, I, we could give you a, a five-step plan to uh, overcome fear. But the reality is the only thing that I believe that we can do is cling to Jesus, like, like you've said. The only thing that we can do, the thing that I do when I go through fear, when I I feel fear, when I feel like it's getting a grip in my life, when I'm going through trials, when I'm going through hard times, is the only thing I can really do that will help me is run to Jesus. How do I do that? I run to his word. I look at his word. I look at his promises that he's given me. I look at his promises over my life and look how actually in the past he's got me through and I know that he's going to get me through again. I know he's going to help me again. 
look, the power doesn't come from inside of me. The power doesn't come from inside of us. It comes from God and his power. I think the key to all this, the things that we've spoken about here tonight is a knowledge that, you know what? I'm not relying on my strength. I'm relying on God's strength. I'm relying on his power. I'm relying on his power at work within me. And now there's certain situations where I'm sure you'll need help. And as we've talked about positive, you know, making a positive confession over your life, not entertaining those fearful thoughts and instead confessing what God says about you over your life are brilliant. And we'd love to talk to you about that. And we'd love to help you through that. But, you know, tonight, if you're in a place of fear, try running to Jesus. Ephesians talks about the, the sword of the spirit. And I think sometimes as Christians, we almost disable ourselves because we don't actually go to the sword of the spirit, which is his word, and we don't use it to our advantage. What did Jesus do when he was tempted by the devil? He quoted the Bible back to him because that creates faith. And like I said, I'd encourage you tonight to, if you've not tried this before, if you're racked in fear, if some of this stuff that these guys have spoken tonight has really resonated with you, I'd encourage you to run to Jesus. Talk to him. Talk to him about it. Run to your Bible. And this week, why don't you feel the fear and do it anyway? Don't let it hold you back. Don't let it conquer you. Push through and press forward. Now, the, the guys are going to come back up and they're uh, going to play as a final song. And Let's just give a massive round of applause to these guys. Thank you.